0: Welcome to the Ready, Set! CEO podcast. I'm Melissa Froelich, and I'm deeply passionate about helping women create aligned and sustainable businesses. I'm so glad you're here because that means you are ready to start embracing your leadership role as the CEO of your business. Sustainable business growth starts inside ourselves. Stepping into our CEO role allows us to create strategy that is in alignment for us and our own individual and unique businesses. And when it happens, things finally start to feel right. So let's get started. Okay, so today I am very, very excited to have my friend and client, Stephanie Jones, here to talk to us about her experience of stepping into her own CEO role in her business, but also the importance of having a better relationship with your money and understanding what it means to build wealth as the CEO of your business. So she's going to share some really, really applicable insights that you can apply to your life right now. And also she gets it from the standpoint of building a business online. So that's why her message is going to be so powerful. So I'm going to start by just having Stephanie share a little bit about her, who she is, and you know why she's so passionate about spreading knowledge and education, especially to women when it comes to wealth building. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being here today. Just share a little bit about yourself in your own words with the audience, if you would.
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, everyone. uh, Stephanie Jones here. I'm so excited to be here with Melissa. I'm such a big fan of her work and I love her podcast. So it's an honor to be with you guys today. So just about me, I was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I originally plan to follow in my family's footsteps and go into the medical field. So I started working in a hospital while I was in college. And I started putting money away, just like everyone told me in the company 403B 401k retirement plan. And I'm saving this money. And I originally thought, well, I'll just contribute 10%. And I started to realize I had no idea what I was putting my money into. And when I asked people like, No one else knew either. So I was just kind of blindly putting this money in there. And when I would ask people what they what a 401k is or how it worked, no one, no one seemed to have the answer. And I thought that was really strange. So I decided I really wanted to, of course, help people, but maybe the medical field wasn't my calling. And I became interested in finance. So I got out of college and started working for a bank and really found my passion in investments and determined that I could help people in this space that women really weren't in and weren't participating in, in the way that I thought that they should. And I also just really felt like I wanted to make it accessible to people. I wanted people to feel like they could have this conversation about their money and not feel intimidated and not feel like, their questions were stupid or anything like that. So it was just something I felt like there was this space that was empty and I really wanted to fill it. And I'm really super passionate about that. So that was 17 years ago. I'm showing my age a little bit. I have just been on this journey of becoming a financial advisor and working for a Fortune 500 company to build my business and then realize that I wanted to kind of launch on my own and really focus on female entrepreneurs.
0: I love that. And I love when you shared how you thought it was strange that people didn't really understand about investing. And I I always tell my clients that when those moments happen, that is a sign as to what your genius is, right? What is the thing that comes so natural to you that you're like, wow, this is so interesting that other people also don't just know the answers to this. Because the things that are simple to us, we assume that everybody else also knows. And it's usually exactly the opposite. And it probably felt a little uncomfortable for you at first to think like, I can educate people on this, but they probably already know. Like it probably took a long time for you to go down to the basics to really get on the level where people were like, yeah, that's where I need to start. Right. Your brain was already like seven stories ahead, which tends to happen, but so, so powerful when we start to hone in on our genius. Because when we teach and guide and lead from that place, everything is just so much more potent. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, your experience and kind of your a little bit about your journey and being part of a Fortune 500 company. And I would assume that the finance industry is pretty male dominated still, is that would you say that was accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely so not only right understanding money but also understanding how it's more challenging for women than also for you to have become such a leader in your space as a woman right there's all these things so like that's why i think you are so powerful at what you do because you also get it from these other vantage points right we're not a community of of men who just have a little bit more of a foothold or a privilege or call it what you will, but when it when it comes to our relationship with money, we're women, and I don't like to say that we're more emotional about it. Because I don't think that that is a bad thing, but we have a lot more on our plates, to be quite honest, in terms of considerations and conditioning and all of the things. And so having somebody like you who has broken a lot of barriers and understands how to navigate that path to having a better relationship with money and wealth through not only educating about it, but also experiencing it, I think is really, really powerful. Because if I had to put my finger on it, it's probably the number one thing that my clients struggle with or don't have any relationship with. It's their money. I have tons of successful entrepreneurial clients. And when I ask them on a call, okay, so what did you do in terms of revenue last month? Or what are you projecting for this year? Immediately quiet. Right. And it's not because they don't have money. It's not because they aren't making money. it's because there is some type of like deeply rooted fear or belief or conditioning around that actual relationship piece. So that's part of the work that is so important. So it's beyond even investing and building wealth. It's just the overall like money is a tool. Money is a a byproduct in a lot of ways. it is it's what makes more things possible. And when you start to, just chip away at some of the beliefs around it, it transforms how you show up as a leader, right? Like, am I doing a good job summarizing that? Like, yeah, how you are. You, how do you explain that to people aside from money is important for opportunities? Like, how else is money important for us as leaders?
1: I want to go back to a couple of things you said and then kind of unpack that because you said a lot of really <laughs> amazing things there. So, there, there's a lot of factors at play here. So we have the issue of societal conditioning, really, as women. You know, we've been constantly having to battle this idea that like money is hard to come by or we don't even deserve to have it maybe as much as men. And men are in charge of the money in the household. And as you said, you know, finance and investments are mostly dot. A dominated field by men. So women feel like they can't just walk into an investment office and ask questions unless they know the lingo, because it's a man who's sitting across the table saying, where is your husband? He should be making these decisions. Mm -hmm. So there's all of these things that hold us back from educating ourselves because we have fear or As women, you know, we're afraid to look like we don't know what we're talking about. We're afraid to be belittled. And especially as women that are really trying to get into a space where we're controlling our money and we're financially independent, you know, we're likely one of the first, maybe second generation in our family to be financially independent women. Like, this is new. This is not something that was happening in the 50s on a regular basis. So there's all these different pieces that are keeping us from asking the right questions and having the right behaviors. So it's really about identifying, to go back to your question, identifying what it is that's holding us back. You know, is it what we saw as a child, you know, did our parents Mm. argue about money? And then therefore we thought, well, money brings discord or money brings frustration. You know, there's all these different things that can impact us in an, in a subconscious way that we don't even recognize. So being able to improve our relationship with money really goes back to doing that work, you know, kind of figuring out, How did I grow up? What was I taught about money that's keeping me from answering the question when Melissa and I are talking? What keeps me from being able to sit down and make a plan or really educate myself? Why why am I having a hard time doing that?
0: Yeah, I love that. And I just want to highlight from a business coach standpoint, For women who are making multi-six figures, or maybe you are just getting to your first six figures, or you're at multi-seven figures, I don't care what the number is. We have somebody here talking about basic mindset work who also manages multi-multi-million dollar portfolios for people. Okay, So I want to highlight that piece because that is where we have to start, the relationship with money. Because I bet we could give... You know, somebody a boatload of money. And unless your mindset isn't optimal or starting to get optimized, you're gonna have a harder time even parting with it or deciding what to do with it or taking risks, right? There's so much there. So I, I just wanted to highlight she's talking about mindset people, and she she works with people all over the spectrum in terms of what their portfolio looks like, but this absolutely applies to you no matter where you're at in your business building journey. So that kind of leads me to one of my questions because I am sure you get this a lot, but I know that my audience is curious about this. So when we think about money and we think about investing and building wealth, right? does a person need a certain amount of money? Is there a minimum in order to like be ready to start this work?
1: No, absolutely not. So the problem that I see um, is a lot of people wait until they've amassed pretty generous amounts of wealth. And then they say, hey, I'm ready to start managing managing this money. Now I have a lot of it. But it's really difficult to successfully amass wealth if you don't have the principles in place, just the framework, the, the building blocks and the foundation of being able to properly identify income sources and where money's going and be mindful of how you're spending your money. So whether you are you know, still trying to pay off College loans, or why, while you're trying to put kids through college, like there's so many different ways that you can structure your money to achieve multiple goals, whether you have $50,000, $10,000, $500,000, it really doesn't matter. It's all about principles.
0: Okay. So, as you're talking, like my mind is going in all these different directions. And so, I mean this wouldn't be a surprise to my audience but we don't we're not scripting this this is just like absolutely um free flow so when you picture i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here when you picture your powerful aligned female clients who have big big portfolios okay what are some key characteristics that you can pull out in terms of how they navigate their financial decisions? Or what are some things that they have done in their life that has set them up to be powerful and have a strong, positive relationship with their money?
1: So I would definitely say they've done the initial work of feeling comfortable talking about it. That's, that's Mm -hmm. number one. And, and it seems basic, but I have so many women that I've started to work with that just like you said it's deer in headlights they they don't know what they have they they don't know what's coming and going so the women that are able to talk about what they have and ask questions you know that that they in the beginning were willing to be vulnerable and say, hey, I don't know everything, but I can tell you I have goals. And they were able to list those out, whether they were directly related to their finances or not. These are the things I want to achieve. And as you said, money is a tool to achieve those goals. So if you're able to identify, hey, this is where I stand today, this is where I want to be. So what's really important is that you have a clear understanding of where you are. You're willing to do the work if you identify Places of weakness that maybe you have hangups or, or things that are keeping you from making good decisions or Mm -hmm. mistakes that you continuously make over and over. You're willing to open up and talk about those, identify those, work through those. And then you say, Hey, these are my goals. I'm coachable. Show me Mm -hmm. how to reach the goals that I want. Teach me how to do it in a way that also makes me feel good, that I don't feel like I'm not a part of this process. Um, I think that's really important, too. I think that women inherently go into these meetings with male financial advisors. They feel intimidated. They don't feel like they can ask the questions. And what they do is they just kind of push their money across the table and say, hey, thanks for helping me. And they don't know what's going on in the process. So the women that I see that are really successful and feel strongly about the journey that they're on, they, they're they working with someone that involves them, that answers mm. their questions. And they're a part of that because you earned this money. You worked really hard for it. And I think for women, you know, especially we run our homes, we run our families, and it's hard for us to feel good about just letting someone manage it. And we get a statement every three months. The women that are really feeling good about their financial success are a part of that process.
0: I love that. So kind of to summarize what I heard there, two, two things, Right they're doing the work to identify the blind spots and the limiting beliefs and whatever it is. And they're either doing the work themselves or they're being supported by somebody who's helping them do that work and they're coachable, right? Coming in with like, I have questions. I am not sure what the process is. Here are some of my goals or I'm not even sure what my goals are, but could you help me understand how to set those, Right. It's the exact same thing that separates successful clients from people who struggle a bit more in business coaching. Are you coachable? How coachable are you? Is this the right season of your life to be coached? Are you willing to get the results or are you looking for somebody to fix it all for you? And when when that's the case, like the results are going to be diluted. So what I'm hearing is like when somebody is ready and willing and Honestly, like willing to be vulnerable, right? Because yes. they're literally changing a generational narrative, maybe for the very first time, which can be scary. And there, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack through that process. But the willingness to do it is is so important. Do you feel that industry-wise, uh, and we're gonna say like more on the traditional side, more on the financial advisor side, not in this online space, has it? incorporated more of that relationship building with money over time and do you think it's enough yet in terms of how that is prioritized
1: um i would say in the in the mainstream general sense of financial advising absolutely not i don't feel like financial advisors in your major wirehouse firms are really digging into the relationship with money it's very black and white it's hey we want your portfolio to do x return in this you know time horizon and your asset allocation and you know to me those those are all textbook terms they are not specific to you as far as how you feel about that how emotionally you're going to react when you get your statement um and as far as the process itself so I think it's good in the sense that, yes, you need to have fundamentals of investing and all of that's really important. But being able to get to that point in a way that you feel comfortable and good about, and again, kind of going back to that idea of sliding your money across the table and just walking away and having blind trust, that's really uncomfortable. And I think especially more for women. Again, like I'm a mother and I know that I kind of want my hands on all the different things going on with my kids. I, I want to feel like I understand them and I know them. And the way that just general investing in the wealth management space, it's it was not geared for women and it's still not geared for women. So I think that's something that I'm really passionate about is changing that narrative of women don't have to have that relationship with money of, I don't understand what's going on. They can understand it and they can feel good about it. And it can be something they enjoy talking about.
0: I love that. And I mean, I'm glad that you brought up, you know, having daughters, like We lived across the street from each other in in Montgomery last year. And our kids got to, you know, spend some time growing up together. But also that's a big motivator, I'm sure, for what you do, it is for what I do, showing Ellie what else is possible versus like how you know I was raised. And I'm grateful for all of the lessons I learned, but some of them are, are narratives that I don't want to pass down to her. And certainly my relationship with money and what's possible in terms of building wealth, right? But it's it's up to me and and my husband, but to change that. Because if I don't, I'm going to just perpetuate what has always been there. And so that sounds great, but it can also feel really, really heavy if you don't know where to start with how to do that. And so that's where, if you're listening to this podcast, please go and follow Stephanie on Instagram, because you're going to realize that, oh my gosh, I have access to this person who is literally... Done life in the financial world and has a wealth of information about money, but also is breaking it down in a way that feels really good. So, Stephanie Jones Wealth on Instagram will have the link in the show notes. But I want everybody who's listening to this to decide today that I can change what my relationship with money looks like. And it can start with small, teeny tiny little shifts and that it doesn't need to wait. I don't have to have a certain amount of money in my bank account or be generating a certain amount of revenue or whatever the thing is in order to start now. right? I think that when I hear the term wealth, I immediately go to like big bank accounts and generational wealth and all of these things that I don't have. But then it's like changing that and looking at what does wealth mean to me and what does wealth building mean? And it's just like the same thing of doing the work of what does success look like to you? What is your definition of success? And I'm sure that like that is part of the work that you do. I know you and I have talked before about having a carrot, right? So even if you don't have the big portfolio to hand across the table to you, it's not about that. It's about what is the thing that you're working towards. So can you give some examples of what that looks like for different people on a smaller scale, I think, that would be maybe relatable to this audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think one thing that comes to mind right away for me is, you know, I grew up in a house where both parents worked. We were on pretty small income that we lived off of. I know, uh, you know, my mom would put the debit card in the machine at the gas pump and like kind of take a deep breath and hope that the transaction went through, you know, and And I kind of grew up in that scarcity mindset. And so as a young person getting into building my own business and building success in in my terms, my success is literally putting the, the card in at the gas pump and it doesn't get declined. And I know it's not going to, you know, and it seems so basic, but for some of us, that's success. You know, it, it's small little wins of like, wow, I'm in control enough that I don't have that fear anymore. For others, you know, for me especially, being able to, and I, and I was listening to another one of your podcast interviews, and I they said something similar, and I loved it. I don't miss my kids' functions at school. I always am there, and I know I'll be there because I've built a business to where I'm in control of my hours, I am in control of my time. And to me, that success, whether you're making half a million dollars a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year, it's really about being in control of your time, being able to enjoy the moments that are really important to you. And I think for women, it's really... We are the caretakers, you know, so I lost my mom five years ago and I was in a position to be able to step away from work and help her that, you know, in a sad way, but, but it was meaningful to me that that is success that I'm able to do things like that, you know, that I'm able to accomplish the things that I want in life and whether, whatever number that is in your mind, it doesn't have to be, you know, a six figure salary, but success is really defined about what are your goals? What are your needs? What brings you Joy. And let's figure out a way to help you organize and navigate your finances to get you there.
0: Mm, I love that because it's so relatable. And I bet every single person listening to this goes back to a thing in childhood, right? A memory that is around money. I know that I did like, you know, 20 and, and then looking at my life now and saying like, wow, that's different. So If you have worked with me, you've heard me many times say, look backwards in order to see your growth. And so this is one of those situations where I want you to stop and do that right now. Look backwards, look at the feelings that you had around money in your childhood or in college, and then look at today for examples of how you've already changed that. And I mean, that's massive, right? And so then what else is possible in the future? The opportunities are truly endless, but a lot of what is possible is tied back to your mindset. The thing that I always talk about, you can have the very best strategies for your business, for your life, whatever. If your mindset is not also dialed in or your also prioritizing dialing it in, then you're going to dilute the efficacy of those strategies. Same thing with money. I can give you all a bucket of money right now, but what you do with the bucket of money with Stephanie is going to be directly correlated to some degree to your beliefs about money. And so... The thing about this is we don't all have the same bucket of money in front of us, but we all have the same potential with changing our beliefs right now. And that is absolutely powerful. And so I want you to understand that what Stephanie is sharing today and what I'm trying to like pound into you all is these two pieces are equally important. So even if you don't have all of the financial pieces yet, you can get there, but start working with what you have right now. and prioritizing the mindset work about it. I want to also announce something really, really exciting. If you are not in the up-level lounge on Facebook, I highly suggest that you join us over there because that's where I do a lot of free trainings and bring in guest experts. And if you have enjoyed even a little bit of what we're talking about today, Stephanie is going to be live with us on the 1st of March. Um, We are doing a Wealthy Wednesday. And we're going to do a roundtable discussion, diving in deeper on these topics, but also answering the questions that you have when it comes to money and wealth. I was just checking in the group. We just brought the event live, but Kelsey, um, who is just an amazing human, she wants to hear more about current trends in terms of 401k volatility. Uh, diversification recommendations. And then uh, Lisa wants to learn more about investing to grow her own wealth. So those are the things we're actually going to talk about live. So please go over into the up-level lounge, RSVP for that event. If you can't attend live, we will record it and we'll keep it up for a while. So if you can't attend live and you know that, ask your questions ahead of time. We will answer them live during the round table. And if you can come live, this is truly like an opportunity to have free coaching access to uh, a wealth advisor who is dedicated to helping women become more empowered with their relationship with money. Okay. So back to kind of our, our discussion right now, what are some things that... Let's just narrow it down to three things, right? What are three things that you would tell this audience you know, and most of these listeners are approaching their first six figures in the online space, or they're already at six figures. Everybody wants more sustainability. Everybody wants more freedom. Everybody wants more joy, but also to feel more empowered in their leadership role and be more of the CEO of their life and business. So what are three little things that you would coach them to do when it comes to the topic of wealth. And I'm just going to let you share with whatever, whatever comes up.
1: Yeah. So um, first I would say you have to approach it kind of like you're looking for a partner in life. So you have this idea in your mind of, you know, the perfect man, if you're not married or before you met your spouse, you know, what do they look like? What does that relationship look like? That's what I need you to think about when it comes to money. Like, what do you want that relationship to look like? And what I mean by that is, you know, if right now you are one of those people that doesn't like to open up your bank statement just because you you feel uncomfortable or you're afraid of what you'll see, you need to jot that down and kind of try to figure out why that is. What, what do you want that to look like? Do you want to be somebody that can open up their bank account online and feel good about it? Do you want to be somebody that can donate to charity more? You know, what are the things that would make you feel really good about your relationship with money, uh, money that's coming in and money that's going out? Another piece that's really important that I feel like a lot of people kind of avoid is having a really good snapshot of what you have people, you know, and I, I run into this a lot when I do planning is people will have accounts spread out in all different places. They don't know what they are. They're kind of like, I don't know, I have this account with this person and I have to go log in on the screen to find this, getting it all in one place. And if that's on a, in a journal or on an Excel spreadsheet, whatever is good for you, but really putting everything together in one place. I have some templates that I can share as well that allow you to do that. But getting it all in one place that you can see is really powerful. And the next thing is goals. You know, goals are really important because you may not know what your number is. I hear that a lot. You know, I'll meet with clients and they're like, I need to know what that number, like a magic number is, and I need to have by the time I'm 65 to live in retirement. Yeah, sure, we can calculate that number, but I'm more concerned about what keeps you up at night. What are the things that, when you close your eyes, you're like, if I could do anything, and it can be extravagant, you know, it can be the yacht around the Mediterranean, but it also could just be, I want to pay for my kids' college, or I want my husband to and I to take one trip without the kids a year, ten thousand dollars is is our max, you know, whatever whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like, but actual real tangible goals and some really outlandish goals too, if you'd like, but but money is a tool. And there's no point in making it all if you don't have a way to enjoy it and and let it bring joy to your life. You know, Marie Kondo kind of sparks joy, like (laughs) get rid of the things that don't, right? So I I feel like it's really important to lay those goals out. And that's actually one of the most fun parts of working with people is getting them to tell me what those are because people get excited about it because really at the end of the day, we can be passionate about what we do and working with others. But we also turn back to our family and we want to spend that time with them and enrich those moments with them. And building a successful business business gives us the ability to do that. So what does that look like for us? So those three things I think are so important, you know, really identifying the relationship you want with money, having a really good idea of everything that you have. And then what do you want this to do for you?
0: So good. And I just want to bring this like full circle and take a guess that those of you that are listening are like, oh my gosh, this is so relatable. The thing about it is if you look up Stephanie's profile in her corporate persona, she's a VP of a Fortune 500 company in the financial space. And that alone is like impressive and is intimidating as hell. But you're sitting here with her and she's talking about finances and wealth in such a relatable way. I mean, she talked about... The gas station and money and her kids. And how refreshing is that, right? So reminding yourself that there are a lot of stories that we have that are attached to what financial advisors alone can look like. But they can also be like Stephanie and be very, very relatable and get us exactly where we're at. So remembering that alone, this experience, when three months from now, you're thinking like, I actually think that I'm ready to talk to somebody about this. Remember Stephanie, right? Follow Stephanie, engage with her, talk to her in the DMs. Like She is a real person who's super passionate about this, but we want this to change the way that you look at what's possible for your own journey forward. So I just want to highlight that because I think it's so exciting and so super cool. I just can't say enough about today's episode in terms of all that you've shared and just the way that you've shown up in such a real relatable way to to our audience. So I'm so appreciative for that. Is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with today in terms of what has been powerful for you personally in stepping further into your own CEO role and your CEO mindset. And it doesn't have to be tied to money, but it could be because that's been a big piece of your work over the last year is building your own personal brand around wealth empowerment and money mindset and education in this space. So what have you leaned on to feel like more of a CEO in this land that has been very foreign to you, but you have adapted to very, very quickly?
1: So I think um, really having a why, you know, what it what is your why? For me, my why is that there is a pretty substantial gender wage gap and that's not being addressed. I lean on the fact that women are the ones that step away from our careers to take care of children, to raise children in our biggest wage earning years. You know, we're the ones that also want to step away and stay home with our babies for four months, you know? And all of those things, those are setting us further and further and back from reaching our goals. And so, to me, I I've experienced that, you know, as I mentioned with my mom raising two girls, and I found that that was really detrimental to my growth. So, you know, launching Stephanie Jones Wealth to me is really about educating women on, hey, it is more important than ever that you take control of your finances. And I can work uh, in a wealth management firm and do the actual investing, but really talking to women about getting passionate about, this is the life that I want for myself. This is the life I want to show my family and my friends and my children um, and making that change. And I think I'm able to accomplish that by working with women one-on-one. So that has been so important to me to push me even when it feels uncomfortable you know having a really yes. great business coach is essential i could not recommend <laughs> it more um melissa is incredible um if you're looking to work with someone that can really help you identify that but just pushing into this is what i'm good at this is what i'm passionate at i'm not going to have um imposter syndrome and when i do i'm going to push through it but you bring something so unique and special to the table with whichever talent it is that you have and it's important for us as women to not be pressed down by society or told that we can't do this. We need to empower each other and you know pick each other up and dust each other off and push each other into this next stage of life where we we are showing people that we we have these talents, we have these skills, we're not afraid to share our information. And when it gets hard, we lean on each other and help each other in this space. So as you're doing that in your businesses, I would love to be a part of that and be someone that can help you push through that. I know Melissa is in that space as well. And yeah, it it helps me keep going when the going gets tough. So
0: awesome. I love that. And it's just been so inspiring to watch you. Be Stephanie is the epitome of a coachable client. Like Stephanie is a dream client in that sense where she's like, I want to learn how to do this. Coach me, guide me, teach me. And then she goes and does the work and that that's a dream. So she makes my job really, really easy. And it's also what she was saying in terms of having that why, but defining what success looks like to you as an individual that is so critical in business alignment in in life. So going back to your core values, what are you passionate about? What is your why right now? And knowing that that can evolve and change over time, but we have to have something that we are motivated by and that we are driven by. It makes us move differently. We have such a greater buy-in. And Stephanie is not Building this business just solely because she needs the income, right? It's the bigger piece of what this is connected to. So I encourage all of you to revisit your why and see maybe how that has shifted, but have something that is lighting you up inside, right? And it can be money, and I want it to be money, and I want you to want more money because money provides so many opportunities. But what else? What specifically is that money going to allow for you? And that's just such an important piece of the puzzle. And it's so often overlooked. So I'm glad that that's the thing that you chose to share, because I think it's really, really important. And not doing it alone. So whether or not you hire a business coach, or you hire a wealth coach, or you hire a macros coach, (laughs) whatever the thing is, like make reaching your goals easier on yourself by Seeking support in areas that aren't your strength. You are not expected to be great at everything. Like that would be weird if you were. So, leaders get help. Leaders seek support. Like that's part of what makes us better and more empowered and clear and be able to move faster and get a greater ROI for all of the output that we're exerting. So, Stephanie, Seriously thank you so much for being here today. Um it was truly a pleasure. I can't wait for this episode to air. And again, join us for the live event on March 1st. We are going to do a round table and just dive into whatever questions you have about wealth and money, exactly where you're at right now in your life. So, I hope that this was you know, an indicator of how you can come and ask what you need. This doesn't have to be, you don't have to have it articulated properly. You don't have to know the lingo. Like we're two women who are just like you that want to empower you to have a little bit better relationship with money than you did yesterday. So Stephanie, thank you so much. And again, I'll drop the links in the show notes, but please go follow Stephanie on Instagram, Stephanie Jones Wealth. And she has an absolutely beautiful brand as well. So you'll just want to enjoy the aesthetics if, if nothing else. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being here. And I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, Melissa. It's been an honor as always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. It was truly a pleasure to spend time with you. If you're not already part of our free community on Facebook, please join me inside of the up-level lounge. You can also check out melissafroelich.com or follow along on Instagram, melissafroelich underscore biz to find out the most current ways that I can support you in stepping further into your CEO role right now.